You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Welcome back to another episode. Got something interesting for you today. I want to dive a little bit deep into the psyche of women and what they're thinking about and how they think. And what do they think of this stereotypical, and I put this in quotes because by no means am I calling you a loser, but I know that a lot of guys consider themselves a loser. They tell me all the time that they think they're a loser or that they're a nerd because they have a job that's maybe smart or analytical because they're an engineer. You know, a lot of guys think, oh, I'm an engineer. I'm a dork. I'm a brainiac, right? I'm a loser, right? It's all this stereotypical stuff that you really just learned when you were watching TV and watching movies and things like that. So, So tip number one here, the fact that you might be labeling yourself as a nerd or a brainiac or someone who's over-analytical, that's uh, step one is to stop labeling yourself as that, okay? That's the first thing. The second that you start labeling yourself as something that makes it true, okay? So I know this sounds kind of crazy, but just bear with me here. It does make it true if you start labeling yourself that because that is now your new reality. Your thoughts are so fucking powerful, you have no idea. They pretty much dictate how you're going to feel and how you're going to act all the time because it's in your head all the time. So that's just something to think about. We'll, We'll dive deeper into this as we continue here. I want to really quickly do something new. This is something I'll be doing once in a while on a podcast. I just want to kind of highlight one of my coaching clients. So... It's really cool that when I do coaching with guys, when I do the phone coaching with them, when we get on the phone every week, it's pretty crazy how when you just hold someone accountable and when someone takes action, how much results you can really get. So I'm not going to say the name. I will never say the name. Every single one of my clients will always remain anonymous. So no one will ever find out who this is. But I will say that this person is younger. They're under 23 years old. I do work with people of all ages though, 18 all the way to 60. But this, this guy was a little bit younger. Again, under 22, and he just lost his virginity. Now, here's the thing. I'm not trying to be the guy who's you know going, oh, yeah, you lost your virginity. Like, that's the rite of passage for a man. I, I think that's kind of cheesy. I don't think it really matters when you lose your virginity. But the reason why I'm highlighting this client was because of him putting in the energy and the effort to meet women And look at the byproduct, right? I'm sure that you're a guy who wants to have sex with women, uh, whether you're just trying to do that or get into a relationship, right? That's that's the difference between friendship and a relationship is sex. So he was able to go out and do exactly what I told him to do, which was go out and start talking to women with certain openers and how to continue conversation and where to go in his hometown so he can make that happen. And not only did he lose his virginity to this girl, but now they're in a relationship. And I just want to do a little kind of clap here for this guy. Again, not to be like, I I think it's really cheesy to think it's cool when a guy, you know, ends up having sex with a girl. Like, yeah, another another notch on the the bedpost here. But again, what I'm highlighting here is the fact that he went out and he put the effort in and he put the right 
techniques and the right mindsets in and understanding how attraction works. And then boom, look at that. You know, he loses his virginity and he ends up getting a girlfriend out of it. So I just think that's really cool. If you were listening, dude, because I know that you found me on the podcast, congratulations to you for, again, putting in the effort and getting results. I think that's really cool. So congrats to you. And yes, this is a true story. This is not something I made up. This is a real client of mine. We were done working together. We worked together for a couple months. And now he's on his way to having an awesome relationship. So good for you, man. Good for you. If you're interested in coaching and you want results like that as well, all you got to do is go to coachedbytrip.com and you can apply today. It's very simple. Put in the answers to the questions that I'm giving you on the application. And if you are putting in thorough answers, then I will be able to really see that you're interested in this. And this is something that you really want to get results in. And then we'll get on the phone and we'll set up a time for us to talk and we will get down to the bottom of coaching is a good fit for you. So go to coachedbytrip.com. That's trip of two Ps. And I'm here to help you. All right, let's get into today's episode where we kind of touched upon it, this idea of what do women secretly think of the nerd, the engineer, the smart guy, the brainiac, you know, the dweeb, the dork, whatever other synonym you can think of that you might be calling yourself or labeling yourself. In fact, I did that for a very long time. I thought I was kind of nerdy. I didn't think I was a nerd when I was in high school, but I think I had nerdy tendencies. And the only reason why I labeled myself as that is because I saw how society labeled people who might be good at school, who might wear glasses, who are kind of skinny and lanky. That was me. So I saw society label that in movies and TV, and I started to label myself as that. And that wasn't really good for the self-esteem. It wasn't good for the self-esteem because I considered myself of a lower value, of lower value. So here's the thing. What do women secretly think of these guys or you, if you're one of those guys who's listening right now, they actually think you're pretty freaking cool. They do. Okay, I understand that you may be in a high school scenario if you're listening and you're in high school, or maybe you're thinking back to high school, right? You're back to your high school years. I would say that school in general, high school, tends to really kind of separate people in a way that isn't happening necessarily in college or in the real world, right? Because you have all these kind of built-in statuses. You have like jocks and you have uh, people who are, you know, maybe in, I don't know, clubs or people who are goth or people who are hipster or people who are, I don't know, whatever, whatever categories there are in high school, right? It's kind of like everyone fits into that. But when you get into the real world, that becomes sort of unclear. Status starts to become sort of unclear. Now, yes, women are attracted to status. That is true. They are attracted to, to men who have high status, right? If Brad Pitt walks into the room or Elon Musk walks into the room, they're going to be highly attracted to that person because they have status and that's pretty cool. But you don't need to be those guys to attract women. In fact, by the way, Elon Musk is a, is a nerd. <laughs> but the point here is, is that it's more about are you successful in what you do? And I talk to guys all the time on the phone who are interested in coaching, who are usually an engineer or a guy who considers themselves a nerd. And I'm like, dude, okay, great. That's how you're labeling yourself. But what's crazy is that 
you're actually a super successful guy. And when I say successful, I don't mean you're necessarily making a lot of money, but you're a guy who is really good at what he does. And the byproduct of that is that it's cool because you like what you do. You enjoy your life. You're able to sustain a life on your own and be independent. And women dig that. And I'm not just blowing smoke up your butt right now. Like I'm, I'm serious. Women dig that. Women dig a guy who loves what he does. Women like smart men. That is a masculine trait, okay? Smart is a masculine trait. I'm not saying that women are dumb. By the way, that's not what I mean by that. Or women are feminine because they're dumb. I'm not even talking about gender here. I'm just talking about the masculine and feminine traits, which both males and females have. But smart is that because it's very direct. It's very deliberate, right? So a guy who is smart also is a guy who probably has resources, who can probably provide. He can probably provide. And that is very sexy. That is very sexy. Someone who's good at what they do. So if you're a brainiac or a nerd, you're probably good at something. And that is hot. Women like that. If you're just a guy who's a complete dope, right? So I know you probably think like, oh, what about those guys who are like complete assholes and, and they have nothing going on with their lives, but women bang them all the time. You're right. That's true. Women are attracted to that. That's another type of guy. That's another trait. That's another masculine trait that they embody. What I like of you is if you were this kind of like engineer, nerd, brainiac, you have a job that's over-analytical, whatever it is, I want to take that cool part about you, but then also mix that in with not being the nice guy and being a guy who's very dominant in his own life, dominant with women, meaning you're taking charge, taking control, and boom, we are creating one of the most attractive men that exists. It's kind of this mixture of like bad boy, but bad boy who really has, has it going on. So I'll give you an example here. If we think about 50 Shades of Grey, okay, 50 Shades of Grey. Now this guy is a, has major status. He's a billionaire, but he's also kind of a bad boy. So he's like a smart bad boy. Now I'm not saying you got to be a billionaire, okay? But what I am saying is this guy is so confident, right? But he's also like a nerd. So he really embodies this whole thing, right? He's like this nerdy dude, but he's got a lot of resources because he's created an awesome life for himself. But he's also this bad boy because he's the one who takes control when they're doing the kind of like dominatrix stuff. Again, to be more specific here for you, it's not like you have to get into dominatrix stuff, but it's cool that he's really confident in himself and sure of himself. And she is so attracted to that. He takes control. He's the one who's leading the relationship. If we combine all that together, you're like Superman. That is really sexy to women. But if you're this guy who just labels himself as a nerd and a loser and just kind of like goes to work and does his work and then comes home and is all alone and doesn't focus on you know, doing anything. But I know that you're not that guy because you're listening to the words I'm saying right now. That means you're listening to this podcast. So you're taking some step to get yourself better at attracting women. You're, you're taking some step. But I don't want you to be sitting at home labeling yourself and coming down on yourself for being a guy who's just labeling himself as, well, this is what I am because of what I do for a living or how I think. Wrong. I want you to switch this mindset. In fact, your mindset can be literally anything you want. It's your choice. If you label yourself of that, 
that creates something as a fact, right? I said this earlier in the episode here is that once you label yourself that, that becomes the truth. So how do we change the truth? We change our mind. We change how we think about ourselves. Damn, that is so powerful. So powerful. I just give you one of the most powerful mindsets ever. Is it easy? No. No, it's not easy. And I get that. This is something that I've worked on for many years. I had to change the way I think, right? So I used to label myself as that kind of nerdy dude. But then over the years, I was like, wait, I'm only that because this is what I constantly am feeding myself. So what's even worse besides the news, the media, and society feeding things to you is the filter, then it goes into your brain and then the things that you feed to yourself. Because of course, you're not going to be able to escape society. You're not going to be able to escape the media and TV. But what you can do is have a filter where you block all that stuff out and stop letting them label you as who you are. And you tell yourself who you are and who you can be. All right, why don't we get into some questions here? If you have any questions that you would like answered, all you got to do is email me, trip at tripadvice.com. Put in the subject line, podcast question, and I will carefully consider it to be answered here on the podcast. Of course, the more detail, the better. And I'd like to hear more about your situation specifically, not just a question that's general. If you want a general question answered, you can go through the episodes in the podcast that might pertain to the topic that you need information on, or you can also check out my YouTube channel where I have a lot of general topics as well. But if you have a specific question like some of these guys that I'm about to answer, then I can definitely help you out. So let's get into it. Dear Trip, my name is Stefan. I am 26 and never had a girlfriend. I'm a little chubby, a little shy, and I lack self-confidence. I also have a problem figuring out what to say when it comes to talking with girls that I like. I need some advice. I'm in love with the girl I know. My father and her mother went to university together and have been friends ever since. She's two years younger than me and has an older brother who is my age and who is also a friend of mine. Even though we're family friends, we don't see each other that often. I've liked her for several years now. Today, our family's hung out today, and I don't see myself with any girl but her. She's very beautiful, and I think she's a little out of my league. One of the reasons I haven't asked her on a date is that I don't have much self-confidence. Another reason is that we're family friends, and I don't want this to have negative effects on our friendship, both ours and our parents. The third is that I'm friends with her brother, and I'm worried about how he would react if I tried something. What should I do? I don't think I can get over her. I think I am really in love. Is pursuing her a good idea, considering we're family friends? How should I ask her out on a date and get her to say yes? How do I get the confidence to ask her out? When we do go out, where should I take her and what do I talk about? Your advice would mean a lot to me. Sincerely, Stefan. This is a great question because I have a lot to say on this. First of all, Stefan, you aren't even close. And I'm saying this in the nicest way possible, not trying to harp on you and I'm not trying to dig at you. I'm trying to give you the most constructive criticism possible. You are not ready for a girlfriend yet. And you are especially not ready for her yet. Because even if by some means you did ask her out and she said yes, because you already have such a strong attachment to her without even knowing her, I guarantee you, because you already don't have the self-confidence, your words, and you're saying that she's out of your league, your words again, you will be needy and you will lose her. Like it won't work out. You'll end up getting her not attracted to you because you will probably react to very small things that happen in your relationship and you will probably 
put her on a pedestal to the point where you won't be attracting her anymore. So even if that was the case, I you know, the case where she, again, were to say yes to being asked out, I don't think it would work out. Now, either way, more so, this is not a good idea because yes, you're family friends and that would be really uh, potentially disastrous to what's going on here, right? Your parents are friends. You're friends with her, her brother. Why risk it? And I know your answer because you think you're in love. Here's the thing. You're not in love. And I know that sounds like a really intense thing to say because I'm not you and I don't know what you're feeling. You might say, Trip, how do you know if I'm in love or not? I know I'm in love. I know what I'm feeling. Because that's not love. What you're really meaning is that you're in lust. You're in an infatuation stage. You're probably just very attracted to her. You're seeing her as a very attractive woman who's been nice to you. And you see some qualities in her that you like. And it kind of helps that you're family friends with her. So there's that connection there. And then you put this all in your head and you call that love. That's not love. Love is when you know someone so well, someone that you've been dating a very long time, that you've had a lot of sexual relations with for a long time, that you've seen in all different states, someone that you've been in a relationship with, where you guys are together, where you're seeing how she treats you, where you're seeing how she treats a relationship, where you're seeing if she's mature. Yeah, you might say, oh, but I've seen all those things, Trip, we've hung out a lot, but you haven't seen those in the context of having a girlfriend. So you're not in love. You're not in love. Now, again, that's fine. Whether it's lust or love or whatever it's called, you're interested in her. I get it. But you shouldn't be going for her for the reasons that I you know, just outlined. But also, the most important thing I'm about to say is this. You're not ready for her yet. You're not ready for any woman yet because you need to work on you. And you know this. I love that you gave so much detail. Stefan, you were vulnerable here, which is great. You gave detail to the point where I can give you such really useful advice because you're telling me that you lack self-confidence, that you don't know what to say to girls, that you're shy. That's great. That's a great awareness. Because now you have this awareness, you need to try to work on these things, to fix these things. You need to go out and practice talking to women. Not trying to get a girlfriend, but practice talking to women. You need to start working out and going to the gym so you can have more self-confidence and you can look better. That's going to help with attraction and it's also going to help with your self-esteem. You need to be dating multiple women or at least trying to before you go out and try to get a girlfriend. You need to work on this. And I'm saying this to you, Stefan, and I'm also saying it to all the other guys who are listening to this episode. Okay, that you need to work on yourself for a while if you're at that point where you're still looking at women as out of your league and you're still putting women on a pedestal. Yes, it may be something that you're going to be battling with for a long time because you're just used to it, right? You're just used to seeing a woman and, and putting value on her. But when you put so much value on someone else, you're also saying that you have a lower value. And that's saying that you have low self-esteem. And that means that that needs to be worked on ASAP or else you're going to be crushed, okay? I know this because I've seen this in my clients. 
I've seen this in myself. I've seen this in my friends. I've seen this happen. You get crushed. You're not ready. You need to build the skill of being able to talk to women. That's what's called like outer game. If you're, you know, talking in the in those kinds of terms. And then there's like the inner game where you need to work on the areas of self-esteem, confidence. A lot of that's going to come through, like I said, working out, but also going out and talking to women and having those experiences. And that's when you can start to see yourself as value. And then I don't say you should go out there and go, well, I have high value and all these women now have lower value than me. No, I want you to get to the point where you don't see anything as value. You don't see anything as putting a woman on a pedestal. It doesn't exist. I just want to remove it from your brain. It doesn't exist. There's no pedestal. There's no value. It's There's a woman over there. I'm interested because I'm attracted to her. I'm going to go talk to her and see if she's a good match for me and see if she's cool. So far, I'm physically attracted to her. Is there more that meets the eye? So you're never going to be thinking if she's good enough for you, if you're good enough for her. Once you start thinking that way, it's going to mess up your mind and and it's not going to work out. So Stefan, no, don't go for her. Work on yourself. I think I said my piece here. All right, let's go to the next question. Hey, Trip, I'm an occasional listener of your video and podcast. Well, my friend, you should be a regular listener. He says, I bought one of your courses and learned a lot. Thanks for what you're doing. I have a question that I think could be a great podcast talk and YouTube video. And by the way, he's talking about the course Hooked, which is at getterhooked.com. You can check that out. It's a step-by-step multi-module course teaching you how to, like I said earlier, build confidence, learn how to attract women, and do it in a kind of piece-by-piece way that actually works. All right, continuing. I know the purpose of texting is to book a date. Well, what do you do if you can't book the date for a few days and have to wait one to two weeks? I don't want to look needy and talk every day, but I heard a girl can be turned off if you don't talk to her for two to three days. So what do you do to kill time before the date? Thanks for what you're doing. Jean Michel, Michel, or Jean Michel. All right. So Jean, I don't know where you heard that. You heard a girl can be turned off if you don't talk to her for two to three days. It's not that she can be turned off. The problem with booking a date so far in advance is, think about it this way. The longer you go without seeing someone or thinking about someone, you can start to lose attraction because you kind of forget about them, right? Out of sight, out of mind. Even you, one to two weeks, you might still have some like, oh yeah, I remember she was really cute and she was cool, but you're not going to be as interested because time has gone by, right? Imagine if we extended it to one to two months. How about six months? How about a year, right? So that just kind of proves that as time goes on, you start to forget about them. You're not as interested. So I get the dilemma. I get the dilemma. It's like, what do you do if you can't hang out with the girl for a couple weeks from now? Because that can get kind of tough. Here's what I say you do. Here's what you don't need to text her every couple of days. That is a little needy. You were right. You said, I don't want to look needy. And you don't want to be doing that. What I would do is, let's say you set the date two weeks from now. So that's 14 days. What I would do is I would send two text messages. Okay. One about a week after you set the date. And then another one just a couple days before the date. Okay. Not needy. Really easy. If she's interested in you, she's not going to be like, oh, why is he texting me? She's going to be hopefully excited. And by the way, if she's not excited or doesn't respond to you, well, then 
you know, she's probably not interested and the date probably won't even end up happening. She'll probably end up flaking. So yeah, it's not ideal to set the date that long. But if you're in that case, I would text about a week after and don't text, how are you? How are you doing? You know, that's, that's not for you yet. You're not in a relationship. She's not your friend. So you want to text her something that you're up to that's really interesting. Like, hey, you wouldn't believe this movie that I saw. Oh my God, I just saw The Joker. It was crazy. Or, oh my God, this thing happened at work or this or that. Something exciting, interesting that happened to you. Okay? Text her that. And then a couple days before the date, just confirm that it's still on. So maybe like two days before. Okay? Just say, hey, we still good for so, you know, this place, this time, whatever. And it's interesting because a lot of guys are scared to send that text. So like, oh, I don't want to send that because she might say no. Or like, what if, she, you know, that gives her the opportunity to say no. Then you know what? Then you don't really deserve her, right? I mean, that's a weird way of putting it, but she was never yours to begin with. Like, it's not going to happen. Like if, it, if she's not excited and looking forward to that date in one to two weeks, I mean, at this point, you know, there's nothing you can do. You didn't get her interested enough in who you were as a person to get her excited enough to wait one to two weeks. So yes, it is a big risk. You're risking a lot there because women do get hit on. They have other plans and they might kind of forget about you. That's why you send like a text, you know, once between the time. But if she says, oh no, I can't anymore, or she's not interested anymore, that's it. She was probably going to cancel anyways. And ideally, you want a girl to be interested in going out with you, right? So there's nothing really you could do. In the meantime, in those one to two weeks, I would try to meet more women. This is why you should not be just going for one woman. What you should be doing is you should be dating as many women as possible so that you can fit in more women into your life because you never know if one won't work out. It's a numbers game. It's not always going to work out with every single woman you meet. So you have to jump around a little bit. I do not subscribe to dating one woman at a time. It is not practical. It's really not. You know, and I get guys who say, oh, well, I'm, I'm more of a romantic and I like to just do one at a time. And, and they kind of like treat it like it's unethical. I don't know what would be unethical about that. You know, it's, you're not cheating. You're just dating around. I think it's totally fine. Don't, you don't have to lie about it. In fact, a woman might be more attracted to you if she knows you're dating around with more people because it's showing that you actually have other people interested in you, right? Other women interested in you, and that's, that's sexy. So you should be dating more than one woman at a time because if you want to find someone who's a good match, someone that you're trying to get into a relationship with, it's going to be a very slow process going one by one by one. So I recommend highly you take it to the level where you're dating many women until you find one that's good for you. If you want my help, if you want my help getting you to the point where you're dating multiple women and knowing how to balance this and juggle this and even get to the point where women are interested in you enough where you can be dating multiple women, I highly urge you to sign up for coaching. Okay? What you do is you first apply to see if you're a good fit. Go to coachedbytrip.com and apply as soon as you can because I only have so many spots available at any given time. So apply, write your most detailed responses to some of the questions. It shouldn't take you that long. No more than 10 minutes to fill out the application. Sometimes less. And I will reach out to you and we will discuss if coaching is a good fit for you. So go to coachbytrip.com if you need help getting to this point where 
you're dating multiple women, you're not needy, and you're building that self-esteem that we've been talking about, so you're not putting these women on pedestals, okay? There you go. That's an episode, my friends. We'll talk to you on the next one. Thanks for the guys who wrote in, and for those of you who have been labeling themselves as nerds and dorks and whatever, stop. Enough of that. You're better than that. I'll see you next time.